the most profound spiritual teachers of all time say the same thing in different ways. Quiet the mind and listen within. Over the last 10 years of my life, I've been asking the same question. Can it really be that simple? This blogcast is about my journey to the answer. I'm Kayla Crisiglia, and you're listening to Intuition Academy. Hello, and welcome to episode six. Today, I want to talk about a really, really interesting topic to me, and something that I think that a lot of you will find interesting too, if you find the rest of my content interesting. And that topic is about a really large misconception about manifestation and something that I would almost call is a cheat code to manifestation. So if you're in this consciousness community, there's this understanding about manifestation that your thoughts become reality. And that is 100% true. It's the truest and simplest way to describe manifestation, law of attraction, thoughts become things. But it's not taking into account that there are two beings inside of you. I shouldn't call them two beings, but there are two aspects of yourself that you could be manifesting from at any given time. One of them is the mind. The other one is the essence of your soul, your soul consciousness, your inner voice, your intuition, your highest self, all these different names that describe the same fucking thing. In any sense, you're manifesting either from the mind and the beliefs that are going on in your mind, or you are manifesting from the inner perspective of yourself. And I like to call this a cheat code because as soon as you start to resonate more deeply with the inner voice and you stop believing in any capacity, the stories that happen within the mind, then the mind's stories and the thoughts that happen in the mind no longer can affect your reality day to day. Because you do not believe that you are those thoughts, you do not believe those thoughts are true, and you don't resonate with them anymore. And so the real question here is, do you believe your, your mind? Or do you believe that the mind is just an aspect of you? Do you fear the thoughts that go on in your head? Do they trigger emotional reactions in your reality? If we're thinking about something like the model, for instance, from the life coach school, it always starts with a neutral circumstance, right? This is a very simple way to describe the law of attraction and manifestation in my mind. Not that they ever refer to it as that. But it always starts with a neutral circumstance. Something happens in your reality, and then you have a thought about it. And that thought creates an emotional reaction. And then the emotional reaction affects your, 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 um, your action steps. And then that creates your reality. And so if we can take out the triggering aspect of a thought, if the mind in you has a thought and it isn't triggering to you, then it can't affect your reality because it's not going to affect, affect your emotional state and it's not going to affect your action steps that you take after that. And even if the mind does get triggered and does get triggered and does have an emotional response, the inner voice gets to be used as a tool which can be wielded in these instances. You have an emotional reaction to a thought and then you can dip down into the inner voice and ask, is this true? Is this true, inner voice? The answer will literally always be no if it's coming from the mind. 
I had an inner voice session with the client recently and we asked the inner voice, inner voice, are the stories that the mind comes up with ever true? And the inner voice said no. And me coming from, you know, still in a, in a mind space, asking the questions and getting the answers from the inner voice perspective of my client, I was like, well, what about the good stories? What about the nice stories, the good feeling stories, the things that sound good and feel good? Like, are those stories not true either, inner voice? And the inner voice said, no, because the reality of the situation, the reality of, of life from the inner voice perspective will always be so much deeper than where it's coming from, from the mind. And so if there's a negative story going on in your head, the mind, the inner voice will never agree with that. And similarly, if there is a positive story going on in your mind, the inner voice won't agree with that either because it, it runs even deeper. The story that your mind has come up with that is maybe beautiful and, and feels delightful is even more deep and beautiful than the mind could ever comprehend. And so it's not to say that those stories aren't in some capacity true, but the wholeness that the mind believes it to be is not true because it's always deeper and more beautiful from the inner voice, from the, the soul consciousness perspective. And so this thought about manifesting in your everyday life from the mind space can only happen if you believe the stories that the mind is spewing. That is the only way they can affect your day-to-day -day life. And if you have the inner voice's perspective and you truly believe that that is the essence of who you are, then the mind's stories no longer impact your reality. And this isn't to say that, that this is just a magic button that one day you can just press or a switch that you can flip and suddenly you don't believe any of the mind stories, right? Like we are still in human bodies and we still are occasionally or more times than not going to believe the mind stories. But the beautiful thing here is that we have the inner voice, the intuition, the soul consciousness to lean into and to help us through this process. I like to think that I trained to do inner voice work for, I don't even know, since I was a teenager. Because I've been meditating regularly since I was in my late teens or early teens even. I accidentally would meditate when I was a teenager, when I was 13 or 14 years old. Um, I was a troubled teenager, as many of us were, and I was not spending time with good people. I wasn't doing, I wasn't making sound decisions in my day-to-day -day life. And at this point in time, The Secret by Rhonda Burns had just come out and it was very popular. and Everybody was talking about it. And my mom sat me down in her big king, like, I don't even know, California king-size bed in her and my dad's bedroom before they got divorced, and she made me watch The Secret. And I think I was 13, 14 years old, and I was learning about manifestation, and it blew my mind even as a teenager. And I was sitting and taking these, like, in-depth notes, and I was so obsessed with it. And I watched it all the time, and I told everybody about it. And it came with this, because we bought the DVD, right? No one streamed back then. It came with this, with this guided meditation and I didn't know that this was a guided meditation no one really talked about meditation back then this was like like before 20 by before 2010 at least it was in the the late 2000s I believe or mid 2000s when all of this was happening and I was I I just 
found this CD that paired with The Secret, and I put it in my big boom box in my bedroom, and I would listen to it every night before sleep, not realizing that it was a meditation and it was also like subconscious reprogramming tools, and it was all subliminal messaging, and it would have you walk down the staircase and to get calm and relax, and I'd always fall asleep, but I had the first like 10 or 15 minutes of this meditation literally memorized. I bet if I put that CD on today that I would still have those first 15 minutes like absolutely memorized. And so I've technically been meditating since I was 13 or 14 years old and practicing in subconscious reprogramming. Again, this was just one of those things. The, the, the soul consciousness finds an opening, it finds some sort of opening, and then it just rushes in where it can. And this was a place in my life where it could rush in. After that, I was meditating regularly, especially after the instance that I experienced when I was 18, the trauma that I experienced. For a long time, I held a belief system that said, I cannot function properly unless I'm meditating for 20 minutes every single day. And so I would wake up before the sun every single day and I would meditate 20 minutes and I would just shut my mind off. And that was something that I did for many years until I really got introduced to the inner voice work. And even as I started doing the inner voice work a few years ago, I really still had that belief system inside of me. And so I would end up in these spirals where I could feel those thoughts coming back. Well, I'm doing inner voice work every single morning, but it's not really serving my highest good because I'm just, I'm not meditating, I'm not shutting my mind off. When in reality, I like to think that all those years of meditating was going to, was helping me get to a space where I could let the inner voice in without needing to do much of anything. Because really letting the inner voice in is just about focused attention in a specific area in your body where the inner voice quote unquote resides, right? And just allowing the mind to be still for long enough to hear what the inner voice has to say. And if you have difficulty keeping the mind still, then the inner voice sessions can be a little bit difficult. But if you're practiced in meditation, it'll be just as simple, if not easier, than meditating. Because you're not focusing on, on pushing any thoughts away, you're just focusing on a different stream of thought. And so... I like to think that I was training for a long, long time to be able to hear the inner voice. And as soon as I started letting the inner voice come through, the more and more that I did that, the more that I realized that the negative emotions that happened in my mind, it was like they just stopped they stopped meaning so much. It stopped being the end of the world. I can remember looking back the amount of pain that I would experience remembering and believing the mind's stories. And now when the mind's stories come up that are painful, I just automatically know that they're not true. Even if I still feel gripped in by the mind and I'm still feeling the pain of it, I still know deep down that the stories aren't true. And because of that alone, it, it seems to me like it makes the pain exponentially smaller than it would have been if I was believing everything the mind was saying. So I like to think that this process of, of cheat code manifestation 
is really simple. It's like an equation. It's an equation that the inner voice gave me a while ago on manifesting. And it goes like this. Step one, it's like a math equation. So step one is, is to choose. To choose what you want to believe. I mean, that's, that's where we're at. And in one of my mastermind calls recently with my, my beautiful peers, we were discussing universal laws and being able to create your own, like your own universal laws in the world. And so choosing is like creating your own rule, your own rule in life. If you believe a certain, (laughs) it's almost like a, um, like a mind fuck at some points because you have to believe certain things in order for these things to, to exist. You have to believe that this is real, right? You have to believe that you actually get to choose your rules in life. And if you believe that you get to choose your rules and you get to believe them in spite of what the mind may or may not think at any time or believe, then all of this can be true for you. But if there is a part of you that doesn't feel like that's true or it's too good to be true or that you're not really the soul consciousness, that you're just the mind, then the mind can keep creating a new reality. The mind can keep choosing and it can keep choosing against your will, against what you actually desire because you're feeding into them. You're feeding into the belief systems that the mind is giving you. So the first step is really believe. You have to believe that you can choose. (laughs) That's like the step before step one. So step one is choose. You have to be able to choose. And then choose, after you choose, you have to believe what you're choosing. And so there's like a lot of belief work here. You have to believe that you can choose, and then you have to believe that what you chose is is tangible, is real. One of the things that they teach us in our group is looking for the evidence. Looking for the evidence, one, that the mind stories are not true. And then looking for the, the story, looking for the evidence that the things that you want in your life can be, can be your reality, whether by looking pa- back at your own experiences or looking at the people around you, peers or friends or people that you, you don't even know, like public figures who have achieved all the things that you want to and use that as evidence. Well, they did it. They did it. I don't know how, but they did it. And that's evidence that it's possible. And so again, the first step is to choose, to choose a desire, choose something that you want in your life. Second is to believe it. And this is a whole body belief, belief in everything, belief that even if the mind did poke in with any sort of manipulative thought systems that you still wouldn't fucking believe any bullshit that came out of its mouth. So choose, believe, and then that creates your reality. It's as simple as that. The way that the inner voice gave it to me was choice plus belief equals truth. And every time anything like that comes up when I'm in the inner voice, I'm always like, is it really that easy inner voice? And the answer is always yes. It gets to be that easy if you decide that it's that easy. Life is all about choices and it can sort of be a mindfuck at times, right? Because the decision process can be that simple. But if you don't believe that it can be that simple, then it won't be. If you don't believe that the law of attraction 
is a real thing, if you don't believe that manifestation exists, then all you will do is find evidence that you're right. That is all that your mind will find. If you believe that you are your mind, you will be right. If you believe you can't control your thoughts, you will be right. You will find evidence over and over and over again that that's true. And so the real question is, what do you want to choose? What do you want to choose? Do you believe that you're powerful? Do you believe that you're powerful beyond belief? Do you believe that your mind has power over you? Or do you believe that you are so much more powerful than the mind could ever possibly, possibly be? And sometimes the shifting in these belief systems can be really scary because for a long time you have believed the things that go on in your mind. You've believed that you're this small thing. And so as soon as you start to shift, the mind starts to feel fear because it doesn't want to believe that it's small in comparison to what you really are. It wants to be in control. It wants to be in control. It feels like if, if this isn't my identity, if I'm not actually in charge, if I'm not actually in control, then what am I? It's like the mind starts to have an identity crisis. A lot of people will refer to that stage in somebody's spiritual awakening, if you will, as the dark night of the soul. And it's just the shifting from the belief system of I am the mind to I am the soul. I am the, the ever living being. I am not this 28 year old organ. Because in reality, that's what the mind is. It is just something that is attached to the human body and will dissolve as the human body dissolves. And if you can believe that the body dies, then you, believe, you can believe that the mind will too. And that's okay. The body doesn't feel panic when it knows that it's going to die. It doesn't feel panic because it knows that one day it will die. The, bo the body, you already have the belief system. We already know that we're going to die. We already know that we will. And so why would it create panic in our bodies? Does, any, does that make sense? I hope that makes sense. Anyway, choice plus belief equals truth. It's such a simple equation. It's such a simple equation. But it really leads back to that cheat code that I was talking about that says, as long as you don't believe that you're the mind, as long as you believe that you're the soul consciousness and that you have the capacity to create your own life, your own destiny by the choices that you make, then the beliefs that happen inside your mind, the thoughts that happen inside your mind will no longer have any effect on your reality. And so you could even think the shittiest thoughts, the, the worst thoughts in your mind, but the soul consciousness of you does not agree. All it really takes is you believing that you're the soul consciousness and not the mind. And as long as you can believe that deeply enough, then everything in your life will reflect that. Everything will. Everything will change. Everything will shift. I can promise you because I've experienced it now. Over the last two years of my life, shifting from believing that I'm that thing in my brain, that thing in the head region of my body, believing that I'm that, to believing that I'm so much bigger than that. There's not a single thing that it hasn't affected in my life. It's affected my career, my job, it's affected my attitude, my moods, it's affected my relationships, my location, it's affected my bank account, it's touched my physical appearance, every single thing. And now it just feels like life is fun 
And yes, there are definitely obstacles at all times because this is all still so new and so fun. If we weren't still in some aspects struggling, then there would be no reason for us to be here. Like I've said before. And that gets to be okay. I think it's fun now. I get to, to witness the belief systems shattering in my own mind. I get to catch the belief systems when they come up and then question them and say, actually, I didn't realize I was thinking that for all these years and it felt really true, but now I see you. I see you thought, belief system. I don't choose you anymore. And it's not just me silently saying that to my own mind. It's me being able to dip down into the inner voice and to ask what the truth is and then to sit in the energy of that and to, and to, to soak in the energy of that and to become the energy of that, to remember that that is the truth. And then things just naturally shift around me and I don't really need to do much of anything to make it all happen. That's the beauty of all of this. I always used to wonder how, right? That's the question that the mind has all the time. How, 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 how? And it feels so logical to ask the question instead of just having a desire and trusting that the world will line up with all the things that you desire and it'll be easy and it'll be fun because I choose it to be that way. And the more that those things happen in my everyday life, the more that I believe them. And the more evidence that I find to to their validity is truly amazing. And so always remember, it's just about your choices and your beliefs. What are you choosing? Who are you choosing to be? Are you choosing to be the soul consciousness or are you choosing to be the tiny mind? Are you choosing to be the wholeness of yourself or are you just choosing to be the part, the small part? And if you feel like you are choosing the wholeness of yourself, do you believe that in your whole body? Do you believe that, that that is who you are? It's a lot of deep questions. And the fun part on top of all of this is that there are people like me out in the world who feel like they have a soul calling to help people dip down into this aspect of themselves. One of the things that has changed my life is being able to communicate with that aspect of myself through listening to other people, experiencing these sessions and having these sessions myself. And so if it ever feels calling to get in touch with your intuition, with your inner self, with your soul consciousness, whatever you choose to call it, I refer to it as the inner voice, but there are so many different names that a person can call that inner aspect of yourself, your soul, your highest self, whatever it is. If at any time, whoever is listening to this, you feel interested in having a session with me and being able to drop down into your inner voice, into your intuition, then click the link in my bio. Actually, it's in my description. Click the link in my description. And you can also follow me, my full name, Kayla Crisiglia at Instagram, on Instagram. And I believe my Facebook is the same. I have a TikTok also, and I believe it's just at Kayla Crisiglia. 
And so all you have to do is just look at my, my artwork or look at my profile, find the spelling of my name, follow me on Instagram, Facebook, follow me on TikTok. In all of my bios, on all of my social media accounts, I have a link to my sales page where you can see the sort of the, the listings that I have for all the different programs or the services that I provide. And in the link, um, in the description that I have on every single podcast episode, you can click the same thing to work with me, to have an inner voice session with me, or to have three months of coaching with me. And even if you do not feel called to have a session with me personally, there are so many people who do inner voice work and who can help people, help coax people down into their inner voice so they can hear their own beautiful answers from their own inner voices. So. And until next time, quiet the mind, listen within, and always follow the joy. 